Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dueling Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al, moving my mic. Yeah, stop moving stuff. Well, there's... there's Get closer. I... It's in my face. How much... No, don't. (laughs) No, that's what you get. That's what you get. No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's what you get. Stop moving stuff. Oh, no, that's a good move. That's a good one. Okay. Mm. (laughs) I think we have to start all over again. They're so silly. True. So it was a good move because he wrapped the cord around the thing and now it's not moving. So everything is fine. Oh, wow. I just Hmm. wanted to explain that. Yeah. You said it was a good move. I know it was a good move. That's why I did it. Anyway. How are you doing? Okay, a little tired. Me too. I didn't go to sleep until like min. No, it was past midnight. It was almost one o'clock in the morning. Um, we stayed up and watched mm. Suicide Squad, the the new one, which we were just talking about. Which we were just talking about, and you know, crossing fandoms real quick. If you watch Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi's in there, and I thought I it was cool. Animated sometimes. I don't know. I think it's when the caffeine finally hits my system. And my body just wants to do stuff. Yeah, tell it to stop. I mean, I could, but why? Because. No. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So I didn't go to sleep until late, and then I woke up early this morning because I couldn't stay asleep. Because apparently as soon as the sun hits me, I have to be up and out of bed. Yeah, I have like semi-blackout curtains, so... Well, I keep trying to get blackout curtains, but then other stuff happens. So I was like, I'd rather use the money for the other stuff than blackout curtains. To be fair, I didn't buy them, so I understand. Yeah. I actually... So, because I have curly hair, I sleep with a bonnet or a scarf. And my favorite bonnet actually has a band that's thick enough that I can pull it over my eyes like an eye mask. Yes. But I can't find my bonnet right now. My favorite one. Mm-hmm. I have backup ones, but they're not as good. Yes. Um, so I can't do that. So as soon as the light hits me, I'm like, oh, oh, gotta wake up now. Mm. Gotta wake up. Fair enough. Yes. <sighs> so what else is going on in your life right now? Nothing really. I just exist. You just exist? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. like it. Baby um, Spice. Yes. So, um, quick aside. Yes. And I'm only mentioning him because he was in the Harry Potter world before. Uh, Johnny Depp. Yes. Made, had a a breakthrough in the legal proceedings with Mm. his ex-wife, Amanda Heard, where the judge, a judge has ruled that Amanda Heard and, um, the ACLU have to provide documentation that the money she made from the divorce actually got donated to them. Because I think that was one of the stipulations, like all of the money I'm going to donate it to this. Mm -hmm. And that's why she was awarded as much money as she was awarded. And if she can't produce it, then like he has the right to contest all of that. And honestly, I, 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 it's, it's a very heated topic. It's a very 
controversial topic. Mm-hmm. I think that they were both not great with each other. And I think that they were both... They were both not healthy for each other. I'm not knowledgeable in this subject, so I don't, I don't want to present an opinion without having any kind of base information. All I know is things that people have... That yeah. Secondhand information. Yeah. So I've, um, I've kind of followed it because when he got... Ooh, that was me moving the mic by accident. Yes. When he got removed from the Fantastic B series, mm-hmm. I wanted to find out why. And it is incredible to me that things happen the way they happened. That's all I want to say. Well, from what I understand is, and that you've kind of confirmed as well, is that they were both wrong. They did things that are wrong to each other. So, and when I, I think that when I say that they weren't good for each other, uh, I mean. So the evidence that we've gotten thus far yes. that has been able to be shown in court and and in legal proceedings in general, she was physically abusive. Okay. And he may have lashed out as a response. Never a good thing to do. No. Uh, well, e- both of them are wrong, but she literally almost severed his finger off his hand. Wait, didn't, didn't, doesn't he actually, isn't there a video out there where he actually shows that he doesn't have that finger or something? Like, like he almost lost his finger. Okay. Like, she defecated in their bed. So, um. She, like, there's, there's, there are people who worked around them and who knew them, like friends, who say that she was verbally and physically abusive to him and he never did anything Unless it was a response of him finally getting tired and, and responding. So my question is, is then why is he held so completely accountable versus Be- her? Because when they, when they decided to break up mm-hmm. and when they decided to have the divorce proceedings, she was the one who came out saying he's abusive. So because she took the first shot, he immediately goes down? Yes. Okay. And... With all of the evidence we have, Warner Brothers refuses to bring him back, but she's still slated to play Mara in in Aquaman 2, which I, although I want to watch the movie, will not watch the movie because of her. That's just my stance. Like, I'm not going to put any money into anybody's pocket because of her. Which I feel bad for Jason Momoa because I don't have a problem with him. But, oh well. If you associate yourself with people who are known to be crappy, then sorry, you kind of get the crap end of the stick. (sighs) I don't know what to say. It, It makes me sad that that's how... Um, the situation is being handled by Warner Brothers. Well, so the even even worse is like he went in to do a civil suit against her, and the judge in the civil suit said, "Oh, you didn't do enough to prove your case." But the judge is actually linked to her, so we don't know if if the judge's decision was biased or not, and it probably was. You know, because they're friends. 
So well, he should have said so. His legal team should have said something then, or if it was discovered after the fact, then there has to be some kind of petition. That they, that there they has to be. For. I don't know the the all I of the workings of it. I know I'm nothing sure about legal moving, anything. Yeah, by the way. I'm sure there's many moving parts to it, and maybe he is trying to go at that again. I don't know, but I feel like if all of his former partners romantic partners have come out and said he's he was never that way with me i this is surprising to me this kind of thing yeah well that's the thing and and you know for anybody who is in that kind of situation i apologize trigger warning abusers don't out of nowhere become abusers they don't have multiple relationships where they're good and then, and then, then all of a sudden yeah. start abusing. No, they're usually abusing the entire time. To Maybe to varying degrees. Yes. Maybe to varying degrees. Maybe yeah. to varying degrees, but somebody would have been like, mm, I felt a little skeeved out by him once. No, first, nobody has ever said that. Because there could be like escalation. Yes. So I think that, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it makes me sad because I feel like... Well, uh, previous partners of hers have said, no, she was verbally abusive. She was verbally and, and bordering physical, physically abusive. It's just easier... It's just more socially acceptable for women to say, I was I was a victim of domestic violence, of interpartner violence. And that's why... That, that's, interpersonal that's, violence. That's, a, that's, that's where my brain goes, but I don't want to voice that opinion because it sounds... Oh like no! I will. I will voice the opinion. I've done research on it. I've written papers on it. I understand. Women are. There's actually documentation, documented um, experimentation that shows that women who are perpetrators of inter interpersonal violence, domestic violence, whatever you want to call it, are something like thirty to fifty times more likely to be given lesser sentences than men who do the same thing they did. Well, it's a, it's a clip in a show that I saw. I don't yeah. know what it's called. I know Nathan Fillion is a police officer in it. Yes. And they get called for a domestic violence case. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And, and they think it's the guy. And the guy is very, like, quiet and very, like, he's like a nice guy. And the wife is very, like, confrontive or whatever. Combative. Both. Yes. Confrontational. Confrontational. That's the word. That's the word. Um, and, like, they end up leaving the house because, like, it, it seems okay, but Nathan Fillion's like, if anything's wrong, like, give me a call or whatever. They get called to the same residence later, and she, she stabbed her husband yeah. in the neck, and yeah. he died. Yeah. Thank God for I know I saw warning, it. by the way. Yes. Um, so, it, it's one of those things that makes me very sad because, like... Men, men, men are seen, men are seen, and this is such a, an odd topic to go into in a Harry Potter podcast, but, you know, we're already here, so heck it for a sec. Um, men typically are seen as the, as the, the... Aggressor? Aggressor. As seen as, um, in general, the, we're supposed to sort of, like, knuckle down. Yeah. And take things in stride. Well... Typically, I'm that, not, I'm unfortunately, not saying, that's the way most of society has socialized men. Yeah, yeah. Where men yeah. are socialized to basically suck it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the thing is, is that like, or and if you get if you're in a heterosexual relationship, 
the and the woman does something to you, you got beat up by a girl yeah. kind of thing. Like, that's not cool. The thing is, is like, I was taught to never hit a woman. And like, I still go by that. But I feel like if, if I don't know, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's, it's so it's weird a w- that very that, weird converse. Like it's it's just one of those things. It, that- it put it put it puts my head in a circle because like I understand that there's like traditional thinking and progressive thinking and stuff, and like they can mesh. But then when they when there's a there's some cognitive dissonance happening. Exactly. It's I don't like it. Okay. I feel bad for Johnny Depp because if. His relationship is accurate. Yes. The fact that she cast the first stone and it's treated as factual, which it might be factual. He might have been abusive, but I think there's a difference between knowingly taking the first step and being abusive versus lashing out because you've had enough. There is a complete difference. And maybe it's not seen as such by like people in general, maybe even the court system. But like if you just use like like common sense, there is a difference, and so I feel bad that he's losing um, opportunities. Yeah, yeah, that as well. He's losing everything because she came out first. Well, I think that the reason she came out first is because it was happening at the same time as the Me Too movement, and she wanted and to that, capitalize that empower- on that. Yeah, exactly. And then it emp- it empowers her thing, and even though. She may be a victim, so is he. Yes. And so to take away the fact that he's a victim because she came out first and she has the uh, public sway because she picked an opportunistic moment is awful for him. Well, I have a friend and he would not have a problem with me saying this because he'll tell anybody. He's very open about it. Mm -hmm. He has been... um, he has had from from a very young age he has been abused by women and whenever he goes to seek therapy if he gets individual therapy they basically tell him you have to forgive your abusers which they don't do for women like they don't ever say oh you have to forgive them because they were you know they were going through something too. No, they only do that on his side, I've noticed. And when he's in group, he can't find a group that will take him because most of the groups out there for that kind of of victimization is all women. So they're not comfortable having him in the group because he's a man. And I see you shaking your head. You shook your head. They can't see you on the podcast no. shaking your head. But it's like if you're if you're being victimized, if you're being assaulted and you're male, there's less avenues for you to seek out assistance, um, to seek out treatment, to seek out help than there would be if you were a woman going through the same thing. And if we're going to talk about mental health, we need to talk about making it equal for everyone seeking out help, mental health help, and physical help. But that's, you know, all because we talked about Johnny Depp. Harry Potter podcast. Woohoo! It's related. 
tangentially. Taking off my shoes, sorry. I'm getting comfortable. That's okay. Okay. So, now that we've gone on that tangent, let's uh, try to bring this back to Harry Potter. So, hey, hey Al. What's up, dude? We finished the book. We did. We finished Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the book. So, guess what time it is? Nap. No. No, it's not nap time. Wake up. That's why I brought you an energy drink. It does nothing for me. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Do you know that that's actually one of the signs of ADHD? Like, if you take, if you have caffeine and it makes you tired, it's because you're, you're neuro, neurodivergent and the caffeine affects your brain and your synapses different than it would if you weren't neurodivergent. I'm not more tired than I was before. I'm the same tired. Oh, okay. Cool. What not cool, doing? but, you know. What can you do? So now that we finished the book, I'm going back to the book. The, the the thing why we're here. The topic at hand. Yes, that's the thing. Hey, I'm a little tired too, okay? Mm-hmm. Although I sound wide awake because the caffeine did hit me. Um, we are going to go ahead and do our, or start our book and movie comparison. Because we understand that people entered the Harry Potter fandom differently. We all didn't come in via books. We all didn't come in via movies. Some of us came in via one while others came in via the other. And we respect you all. We love you all. Welcome. However you came here. No gatekeeping here. But there are differences. And so if you get someone who's only watched the movies or only read the books, they're going to be like, what are you talking about if they talk to each other? Yes. And, you know. It's worth mentioning what the differences are. Right? Yes. Okay. Would you like this length? Um, so we're going to start with the very beginning. Would you like this length? I have it already. Okay. So we're going to start with the very beginning. Before we start with the story, we talk about character differences. I think that's a, that's a pick easy one. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Um, so character difference. There is Mad-Eye Moody. Well, okay, well... Okay, we'll start Mad-Eye Moody. Um, so, in the book, he has, like, silver-gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have the strap that goes around his head and the sort of, like, the holder, I guess, for the eye. He just has the blue eye, blue magical eye, directly in his socket. And he has a wooden leg in the book instead of a the metal silver leg. leg. Or right. metal leg. Silver, same thing. Something else, but I don't remember what it is. I think it's. I think that's pretty much it. Those are like the big differences. Yeah. Um, the difference for Voldemort, uh, even though it's very, very accurate, because in the book he's described as having sort of before he's reincarnated. I guess he's going to go with that word. Um, he has like burned snake-like features, mm-hmm. or like slightly not burned, blurred. Blurred mm-hmm. human features, more um, snake-like, and he has red eyes. And that's demon the baby, difference. demon yes. baby. That's the difference: is red eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Flora Delacour. Um, difference for her is she's supposed to have um, a silver, like, like platinum blonde hair, basically. Mm-hmm. 
That is Wasteling. Yeah, in the movie she has dirty blonde hair that is like her upper back, like near, just slightly below her shoulder shoulders. blades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Percy isn't in this movie at all. Mrs. Weasley isn't in this movie at all. And they both play fairly important roles in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, to where Percy's at the Quidditch World Cup, and then he becomes a judge halfway through the Triwizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, it also shows his growth from a, ho- a Hogwarts student to being a wizard in magic society, working in the Ministry of Magic under Barty Crouch. And you're going to say senior. Yes. Um... And Mrs. Weasley, you know, she has the fight with the twins about uh, wizard we- their wizard wheezes, and then um, she's there to for right before the final task. Yeah, she she's Harry's stand-in family. I don't even want to say that she's Harry's family that they call her and Bill. And Bill is also missing. Yes. So is Charlie. Charlie was in the beginning of the book. Because yes. he's the one who brought the dragons. Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying to remember. Because that wasn't mentioned in the one video, but it might be. Yeah, he wasn't in there at all. He, we were supposed to see him, but we didn't see him. True. Yep. Okay, true, 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 true. And what was... Oh, and Barty Crouch Jr. was supposed to be blonde. Um, yes. But I remember them saying he had... Str- I, I mentioned this... Um, to my girlfriend last night, he's like, not blonde, just have straw-colored hair, and she's just like, what color is straw? And I was like, okay, stop. <laughs> okay. In the book, it's a straw-colored. We're making it easier for everyone, okay? Yes. Um, <laughs> and another difference is um, Amos Diggory, or Amos, depending on how, which audiobook you listen to, apparently, <clears throat> he has a scrubby beard, scruffy little beard. And in the movie, he doesn't. He does not. He's clean-shaven and himself i guess i don't know know. um so so let's start with the from start to finish yes let's talk about the differences so the book starts um 50 years prior to current events with the murder of the riddle family Mm -hmm. um and the arrest of their gardener frank bryce yeah so basically all of them all of them died mysteriously nobody could figure out what happened the Tom Tom Riddle Senior, his dad, his mom, did. Nobody figured out how. Nobody broke in. There was no signs of foul play. They just all mysteriously died at the same time. And because the gardener had been there, this is why these take so long. Yes, you're reiterating the book. Well, because I think it's important. Anyway, whatever. Um, They're we dead. get all of that. He gets we get arrested. all of that backstory. Yes. And in the movie, no. We don't even find out <clears throat> what his function is. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even think they mention his name in the entire movie. They just, there's a guy who gets killed at the beginning. I don't even think Dumbledore does the whole thing where it's like, <laughs> I pay attention to the Muggle newspaper and there's a man no. named Frank Price who died. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens in the movie. No. No, no it doesn't. That's sad. Because I actually like Frank. Me too. Because Frank confronts Voldemort in the mansion. Mm-hmm. In the book. But not in the movie. In the movie he just creeps up the stairs. And then Nagini tattletales. That he's yeah. there listening. And then um, he dies. But before well, he yeah. dies. 
Um, Barty Crouch Jr. is shown in the movie, but he's not in the book. Mm-hmm. And Wormtail he- is the one who calls, who outs the fact that that's, Dumb- that's Dumbledore. Oh my god. Voldemort. Um, but in the book, Voldemort is the one who exposes himself. Let me show you the extent of Lord Voldemort's power or whatever. Yeah. And <clears throat> when when they found out that he was there, Voldemort is the one who invites him into the room. Yeah. Whereas in the film, he doesn't say anything he and get, he's just yeah. killed outside of the room. Yeah. So. Uh, Bertha Jorkins is a very frequent on topic in the book and she's almost she's not at all actually no nobody says anything yeah. about her in the movie yeah she's everywhere in the book mm-hmm. like she's constantly being brought up by multiple people throughout yeah. the entire story mm-hmm. which makes sense because that's how they find out that Barty Crouch Jr. is alive and and how they're able to formulate this whole plan yes um in the book Harry wakes up in perfect drive um, to that nightmare, um, writes to Sirius about the scar pain and the nightmare, what it could all mean. Um, Harry gets invited to the Quidditch World Cup uh, through Mrs. Weasley sending a letter to the Privet Drive, but it's like, like multiple stamps on it, which it's embarrasses. A, it, it's completely Vernon. wallpapered in, in stamps, which Vernon gets embarrassed by because like he gets laughed at by the mailman, mm-hmm. um, which is a thing, I guess. Um, hey, hey, hold on a second. If any mail carriers or postal workers are listening, don't don't embarrass people. That's not cool. Side note, also, if you get a letter like, covered in stamps, let us know. There might be magic involved. There might be magic involved, you're right. I'm just saying. Um, but if also, there's magic sh- involved, you probably can't talk about yeah, that because it's like, illegal. So, yeah. I did not plead to anything illegal. Anyway. And if you personally receive one with a bunch of stamps on it. You can tell us. You can tell us. But I would say maybe don't open it without wearing gloves just in case. Hey, that's how they used to send things. That's 20 years ago, dude. Listen. Literally 20 years ago. Listen. No, they were still sending. No, recently they were sending like seeds and stuff in the mail. Okay. Anyway. I'm telling you, it happens. Anyway. Um, letter, uh, the Weasleys try and pick Harry up through the through flu network. Um, but the Weasleys, the Weasleys, the Dursleys have an electric fireplace. So it's actually walled off. And so they have to burst their way into the living room. Um, um, they basically get Harry out. But at the same time, the twins drop their wizard wheezes, the Tunsong Toffee. Jeez. Um, there's, uh, Dudley being the glutton he is, eats it, and then madness ensues. They leave, Mr. Weasley stays back and then cures him and then comes back and is like, oh my god, boys, you should I loved that, that whole scene in the book, just yeah. reading it, because you knew he was gonna get the candy. You knew he was oh, gonna no, do the it. Oh second, no, the second it hit the floor, I'm like, how long do you think? Five seconds, maybe? Yeah, and the fact that, that... Mr. Weasley is trying to help, and they're, they've been burned by wizards so much that the Dursleys are like, no, 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 don't do it. They're going to make it worse. No, no, no. And it's like, ah. Oh. He actually sends the kids off first mm-hmm. so that he can fix it. And as they're leaving, Harry hears, oh, come on, I'm trying to help. <laughs> yeah. I love it. 
Um, so Hermione's already at the borough. She mm-hmm. arrives there before Harry. Um, and then that's when we meet um, Bill, Bill and Charlie. Bill and Charlie. Yeah. Because we hadn't, well. we hadn't met them, met them. Like, mm-hmm. we had heard mention of them. Like, we got the letter sent to them in the first book. And in the third book, they had just been to Egypt mm-hmm. um, with Bill and Charlie and everybody. So we get mention of them. We just don't meet them until now. Yeah. Um, Ron, um, I think this is where he finds out about, like, his, his dress robes with the frills and stuff like that. I'm yes. I'm pretty sure it's, it's part of, like, a parcel that he has to, he takes apart to repackage for school. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they basically... There, there's the table fight outside as well. There's some yes, room, there's you're some right action. because because Mrs. Weasley bought the dress robes for Harry with his money, and he's like, "Well, why couldn't I get those?" And she said, "Well, I had to get your second hand." Mm-hmm. And there were slim pickings. Yep. So it's basically everything that happens at the burrow is gone. It's completely gone. Harry, the argument about the ton ton toffee mm-hmm. and the uh, Weasley wizard more more expansion on the wizard wheezes. Everything they is spent all, gone. all summer making these candies and testing them out on each random other. Random explosions, random explosions per Jenny, um, and like, and and that's another thing we don't really get to see much of Jenny mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So. Everything that has to do with basically the Weasleys' um, sort of development is the completely gone. The table's flying in the background. Yeah, yeah I told you. The, the, I the, where Bill and Charlie use the tables to fight and Percy yells out down at them to stop and all that stuff. That's all gone. Because he's writing his report on cauldrons. Cauldron thickness, yeah. Yes. Um, so that's all gone. <sighs> we go back to the book, the movie. The movie wakes up with Harry at the burrow being woken up by Hermione. Oh, we didn't um, even get to talk about the fact that in the book, Harry sends Sirius a letter. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Just yeah, my brain. That he wrote him a letter as soon as he woke up from the nightmare and included yes. the scar pain in the nightmare and asking him what his thoughts were about it. I already mentioned yes. that. Um, so the movie, go back to the movie, like I said. Harry wakes up in the burrow being woken by Hermione. Hermione wakes up Ron. Um, they don't. They wake up and they don't know where they're going, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, and in the book, it's Mrs. Weasley who wakes them up. Yes, but again, she's not in the movie, so Hermione. Um, again, it makes no sense that they have no idea where they're going. It's a Quidditch World Cup. They should have been hyped about it for weeks. They should have known. Like, I'm sorry, but as a teenager, if it was something exciting, mm-hmm. okay. Even before that, when I was eight. My, our family went to Disney World. And I knew every single detail of everything that was going to happen to get us there and all of the things we wanted to see while we were there. And I was eight. You mean to tell me that 14-year-olds don't know? Okay, just saying. So skip ahead. We obviously miss a bunch of the interesting interactions between the wizards and stuff at the Quidditch World Cup, but, like, that's just, like, fluffy stuff. The Salem Witches. It's all stuff that doesn't need to be in the movie. It doesn't really add too much to the movie. It adds to the world. But at least we could have seen it. Yeah. Like, as they were walking by. Yeah. It could have been nice to have a sign. could have been nice to have um, people in, let's say, like, the the Salem. Yeah. 
if they were in like more period clothing or yes. something, you know, it it could little little things like that could have made the scene of them walking to their campsite from the beginning and like the whole little section could have been like a lot more interesting. Um, Speaking of the scene, um, Amos Diggory and Cedric Diggory there. Yeah, the they're in the book as well. There's slight differences there, but it's not like really yeah. anything too big. They have a port key together as per usual and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Yes. Um, the huge, huge, huge difference here, which I think is a disservice to fans who fell in love with Quidditch um, in the first movie, is there is no World Quidditch Cup match to see. Well, and, and all of it is, it's like, they're... <sighs> I love how you put your your hands, your fingers intertwined on top of your head because you are like so frustrated. You're trying to capture your thoughts. Yes, before they escape. Yes. So my problem starts with they're there and they're going to go see the match, and they were invited to the box with the minister of magic, uh-huh. and you see them walking up to the nosebleed section. Yep. Again, I get it. Trying to demonstrate their poor. And yep. there was a bunch of them, mm-hmm. so they had to get whatever tickets they could get. But that's not the way it happened. Um, and the fact that, you know, we get to see Mrs. Malfoy for the first time, Narcissa Malfoy, in the book, we don't, or not the first time, but one of the first times, because I think we saw her before. We did. Robes. No? No, he wasn't. She wasn't no, there. No, she wasn't there. He was by himself. She was getting his books for him. Right. right. So it was the first time to see Narcissa. Yeah, and we don't get that. Nope. Um, we don't get to see the Bulgarian minister. Nope. And the match is supposed to be amazing, so well, we don't get to see the mascots. We don't get to see the, the, the leprechauns for the Irish and the villa for the Bulgarians. Yep. And we don't get to be introduced to the idea of villas, which is important because of Fleur. Which is omitted in the movie. In the movie, she is not a fourth Vila. Um, so yeah, we, we, we don't get the entire match. We don't see the Romsky faint. Nothing. We don't see the Leprechaun gold. No. None of it. No, we lose that entire plot line in the movie. Where Ludo gives the Leprechaun gold to the twins. Yeah. For their winnings and then dodges them and then the whole bet. Ludo, Ludo doesn't even exist in the no. movie either. So... Um, fun times. What else? I just Jesus. wish there, that they would have so showed much. it to us. There's, there's so much. There's so much that they exude in this section that it's like, but like, why? Yeah. It could have been a ten extra ten minutes that could have turned this movie from being one Hassan of the worst. Hassan Mustafa. It could have turned this movie from being one of the worst Harry Potter films. Into being one of the best ones. Well, and because because we know that Vila affect men in a certain way, mm. we completely miss why Ron would have the reaction he does to Fleur because she's part Vila. Like all of this is gone, mm-hmm. and all of these things add flavor to the rest of the book that's missing from the movie. Yes. So skip ahead a little bit um, to the match is over. Um, there's the whole, like, you know, them being rambunctious about who won and who lost and who their favorite player is. That oh, stays roughly the oh same. you know who's completely gone, too? Who? 
Winky. Yes, Winky does not exist in the um, movie universe. I just... She's such a big part of this story because... She's what makes it all work. Yes. So there's, there's a complete disconnect because we don't get to see her. We don't get to understand anything. We don't get to, like, we don't they mention understand. Dobby, and Dobby doesn't show up now because Harry thinks that Winky is Dobby. I'm trying to remember. Do we even... No, we have no, no, no idea how Barty Crouch Jr. escapes prison in the movie, right? No. We have no idea how he was sent... Uh, how he was um, confirmed as being a Death Eater... No, he just says, I escaped. But they made such a big deal out of it in the last movie. Yes. Okay. No, th- again, this is why this is one of the worst movies. It's fun to watch. Oh, Don't get and me they wrong. all have terrible hair. It's the year that they didn't have, like, any hairdress or anything. Yeah, they all have terrible hair. Um, in the book. In the movie. Except, well, in the movie. Except for Hermione. Yes. Um, this is the, again. This is one of the the. It's a. This is actually one of the better movies to watch casually, but I think if you like care about story, it's told in such a lackadaisical way that almost plays to like idiot plot. Yeah. So to me, this is one of the worst movies, but also one of the better um, casual viewing experiences, which is kind of sad. Um, so <clears throat> after. After the Quidditch World Cup. Which is what I was going to bring up. Um, so when the Death Eaters show up, Harry is trampled and knocked out. Versus in the book, when he actually escapes with the, with His Ron, friends, Hermione, yeah. um, I think Ginny and the twins, but they split up. Yes. Um, and they run into Malfoy in the woods, and Malfoy, you know, is like, you better get that muggle out of here. And it's like, Hermione's on a muggle. Yeah. Dick. Yes. She's a witch. Just anyway. because she's muggle-born doesn't make her less of a witch. Exactly. Jerky pants. Um, I was trying to find a good way to insult him without cursing. Jerky pants is the way I, I think that's what a dick is like halfway. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that's a curse. Like, that's just... A fact. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Um, so, Harry finds out that his, oh, and Harry's see, wand being uh, yes. stolen, by the way, is completely non-element as well. Well, because Winky wasn't there. Exactly. To pick it up. Basically, any elements that had Winky involved are either completely removed or changed to fit the movie. Yes. Um, And we also don't see the Death Eaters, you know, having floating humans. I think that would have been too much. I feel like that, that is an element that is saved for later on in the movie series. About how muggles are abused by ill-meaning wizards. Yeah. Because we find out about the, the, the bridge collapsing and all the people dying. I feel like that was the appropriate time in the movie. But I feel like in the book, again, this is when the the book series... So the first three are like, okay. Yeah. Um, The fourth one onward is when things get really dark. And I think that's like... The foreshadowing is that... Lifting them up. Nothing happens and they're fine afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that how easily muggles can be manipulated by wizards. Oh, yeah. In a malicious way. Is shown for the first time and you're like, oh my god. 
Like that's a little that's a little much, guys. Just yeah. a little bit. Um, um Hey, we um <laughs> we ummed at the same time. We're not related or anything. Right. So then we, we Also Dobby doesn't appear in this movie, even though again he uh, because it's has to do with Winky, like I said, he's removed. Well, he all, it's not necessarily just that, but like w- later on he does something important. Yeah, he gives Harry the Gilly given, read. Yeah, and it was given to Neville instead. Yeah, Neville does it instead, yeah. which uh, like I said, because anything that has to do with Winky is completely screwed. Yeah. So because Dobby's Dobby's real thing is to connect the trio with Winky after the fact in Hogwarts, because Winky doesn't exist, Dobby's main thing, main reason for existing in the movie is gone. So why would they include that? And he budget? doesn't come back until until the end of the series. I have to think about that one. I don't remember. No, he exactly doesn't. He doesn't come back until Either way. Yeah, he doesn't come back until way later. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he doesn't serve a purpose in, to further the storyline via the movies until then. But he's like, he's around all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Hey, so I think maybe we should just stop here and give ourselves a little bit of a break so that we can get this into episodes. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay, we'll be back momentarily, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, momentarily for us and a few days for you. All right, bye. Bye. Not a week, a few days. It's like a week. All right, whatever.